let's see here we go hey everybody thanks for tuning in to to another episode of the gear slum um we're gonna get right into the episode here in a minute but before we do i just wanted to make a quick announcement so knowing what's been going on in in the south with the with the storms and hurricane harvey and everything we've been working closely with with andy from sinusoid um and he has recently set up a raffle for a group that he's working with called boutique builders united um, Boutique Builders United is a bunch of, of builders and, and content makers that are working together to to do good things. And hopefully this will be an ongoing thing, but our first project is to to send money and help out with Hurricane Harvey. So here's what's happening. Andy has organized a raffle, and he's gotten a bunch of builders involved. Um, we're involved, too, as along with some other podcasts. So um, let me give you a list of some of the things that are there. You can win a 50-50 pedal from 60 Cycle Hum and Pelican Noiseworks. There's a Benson amp head that's being given away that he's donated. Um, Caroline Guitar Company, Chase Bliss, Classic, Classic Audio, um, Matthews Effects, Old Blood Noise, Pelican Noiseworks, Pelotar. Robert Keeley is giving pedals. Walrus Audio and Yellow Cake are giving pedals. A um, bunch of people are giving T-shirts. There's pedal boards from Dolan, DC pedal boards, straps, and and all kinds of stuff. So. If you're into any of that stuff or if you just want to help out, tickets are, are starting at $5 each. And the more you buy, the more we get to help. All the money is going to to charities that are already working down there. So we're not keeping any of it. No one's getting any kickback or anything. After the, the credit card fees, every cent is going to that. So please consider helping out with that. We'll have a link and a description posted up in the group. We'll have it pinned at the top. So... Check us out. Check out Sinusoid. You'll find it there. Um, or any of those other people will probably have stuff posted on their site as well. Um, so we're super excited to be helping out with that. And please, do whatever you can. If you don't feel like like being involved in that, then then do something. Um, help out. If you don't want to give money, then do something locally. But do your part. Um, thanks, guys. And here's your episode. Okay. Five, six, seven, eight. Welcome <laughs> to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. And Quixie. And, and I'm Cole. <laughs> I'm Cheyenne. Cheyenne. <laughs> I'm sorry. 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 I stepped on you, Cole. <laughs> we cheer it hard so you don't have to. It's football season, y'all. I'm I'm actually going to a college football game today, and I'm pretty stoked. I went to a high school football game yesterday, and I was not stoked. <laughs> yeah, because you didn't have any school spirit. I don't. It was my school that I graduated from, too. Oh, that's worse. They that's won 35-7, to 7, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. The team that they played is from Mexicali, which is, doesn't really say anything except that to say this it's a new team it's their first year having a team um and they were terrible and they should have beat them by way more than that <laughs> oh, so that's how so it's actually a bad wife, sign <laughs> when my wife was in high school they had, she was <laughs> she was at a brand new high school and it was the same way like i think i think all three years she was in high school their football team didn't win a single game oh wow pretty awesome when i was in high school i think our team was pretty good but i didn't care yeah our team was pretty good i went to the state championship my junior year we were undefeated and then we lost in the state championship i don't know if you guys knew this but i played football in high school uh, i was gonna say it's I was it's pretty okay awesome. for you to say yeah, we uh, if you're on the team i was <laughs> i was on the team well i mean yeah i actually got in that game i normally didn't but they kind of once like they were letting everyone get in, you know, because I was a junior. So, so I here's started, the thing: I started on the JV team because I was. You know awesome. about football, Phil? Do you know about football? 
Um, I know that there that feet are involved. Okay, and I here's know that something. Ball that's here's something involved. that someone else had said a while ago. I think on another podcast or something that I told my friends yesterday. I believe, and I think it's true. If I was given twelve weeks to train and practice and focus exclusively, I could become an NFL caliber long snapper in twelve weeks. <laughs> I, I know exactly what podcast you're referencing. <laughs> It's a relevant and, podcast, right? Yes, yes. It's true. I believe Je it. Yes, Jesse. I think I can um, do it. I, I don't. <laughs> a long snapper? Yeah, so it's easy. like a hard thing. It's not hard. It is. Like, they have to be so <laughs> precise, and they're snapping it. They're upside down and snapping it between <laughs> their legs. Like, that's such an unnatural. But I remember. If you did it all day for months, you don't there think you're going to get good at it? There's a guy from my high school who became an NFL long snapper. And nice. they and so our coaches would always talk about how like that's the one, that's the most enviable position because <laughs> you're not allowed to hit that person at all. Yeah, like it's yeah. a penalty if you even touch the person, you know. So it's like, you know, he's not making as much as a quarterback, but he's making, you know, he's making hundreds a decent thousand. Yeah. Here, like here. A lot of money to do yeah. basically nothing. Well, wait a minute. Snapping. It, what who which team is like the the worst? Who makes the least amount of money in that job? No, there's That's like a minimum. There's like a league minimum. Yeah, there's there's oh, really? there's league minimums. Yeah, there's minimum salaries in all pro sports. And it's still in the. I think it's still in the hundreds of thousands range. Whoa, That's awesome. That's so yeah. great, then. I mean, but no, man. I don't. I don't think that's true, Aaron. Okay. I dispute that. I don't think it's true either. But I think it's funny to tell people who. <laughs> I love how I'm like the human long snapper defender. Um, you want to know? You want to know how what the minimum salary is for a rookie in 2017? Yes, four hundred sixty-five thousand dollars. Whoa! And that's just a rookie minimum. I think. I think that's even. If, if, you're, if you've had ten years in the league, you make a million dollars. That's the minimum salary. That's crazy. That's but awesome. Ten, ten years is like a long time. For I know that's player. like an unusual career. But if you're a long snapper. <laughs> yeah i don't know though like do you know That's like it's not like there's any long snappers that you know like maybe you teams know. get a new long snapper every year for all we know yeah that's true they might because it might be like we're only going to pay rookie salary for this <laughs> right it might be like logan's run they just like yeah they just yeah. get someone to train for 12 weeks and then they pay him the rookie minimum <laughs> the other thing is every the year rookie the minimum rookie minimum title the rookie minimum raises by fifteen thousand dollars over the next Whoa. couple of years so in 2019, it'll be four hundred ninety-five thousand dollars. I freaking hate hear, hearing about the NFL labor disputes when it's like <laughs> you have these owners who are like complaining that they don't make enough money and that they're like losing right. money, and it's like then why do these franchises sell for billions of dollars? Yeah, that's right. Stupid. And it's always, of course, it's always like these, you know, these rich white billionaires who are saying that all these guys, you know are overpaid when they're making millions of dollars off of their effort. Anyways, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> don't get me started on, on college athletes getting paid. Whoa. Did you know that stuff? The uh -oh, MLB, Aaron's Googling. Major league baseball makes more than the NFL minimum salary. Yeah. Really? That's because there's a lot less. Well, they people. play more games too. Yeah. Okay. Basketball, basketball is. And the season's longer. Similar. The season is longer. Yeah, that's all I know. I literally don't know anything. But else. I think the, the but the max contracts are probably biggest in the NFL. Maybe in the no, they're not ball. Probably basketball. No, they're biggest in baseball. The max contracts. Yes. What's the most that someone's making per year in baseball? Like forty million or something crazy. Really? Yeah, yeah. The max contracts have always been the biggest in oh, baseball. There's no, there's, no cap. Cap. Yeah, yeah. there's no salary cap. Yeah, there's no salary cap. Yeah, that makes sense. And in football, there's just too many people. Like, yeah, you have like sixty whatever people on your team. Because yeah, I That's think crazy. I think uh, somebody just became the highest paid player in the last year or two, and it was like in the twenty millions. But A Rod signed his contract like fifteen years ago for over thirty million a year. Here we go. There's thirty six players making at least twenty million dollars. Welcome the to the sports right slum. Now. And just three years ago, it was only 21 players making that much. Yeah, so now the 26, let's see the highest paid MLB players. 
sports. Oh, I gotta sports, scroll through sports, that. Sports, that was sports, baseball. Sports. Sports. Oh really? Sports, Number one. Sports. Sports. Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. Thirty-three million dollars a year. I think it's kind of tapered off though, because I'm pretty sure uh, A Rod's like landmark contract that he signed way back in the day was higher. With the Yankees was like ten years, uh, thirty million a year, and that was you know a long time ago. Johnson's been having a good season. He has magic. Been. Michael, Michael Johnson, the sprinter. <laughs> Are you talking about Michael Phelps? No, he's a, he's a water sprinter. Welcome to Shark Week. <laughs> so, guys, I got a dux, I got a new deluxe reverb. So let me talk about it. We talked about that on the last episode. <laughs> this episode is also brought to you by Sinusoid Fine Cable Ropes from Seattle, Washington. Are you filming a horror movie, Phil? Home of the no. Seattle Mariners. I used to think it was the Seattle Mariners <laughs> when I was like seven. The Seattle Mariners, I hate I them. Get, I get Sorry. so annoyed when people, like when you're talking about software and you're talking about an executable, when people say executable. Oh, never heard, about that. never heard of that. Yeah. But I would think you would me. figure that out. Like, it's something that you can't execute. Yeah, exactly. Something that has the ability to be executed, like a yeah. person. People are Thanks. executable. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. In, in Aaron's mind. Go to Sinusoid, find cables, 100 year guarantee. If you made $30 million a year for 100 years, you would make $300 million. <laughs> that's, that's that wasn't three, worth it. That's $3 billion. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> yeah, it is. $30 million for 100 Oh, yeah, you're right. It is $3 billion. <laughs> $3 billion. This episode is oh, also man. brought to you by Gabriel Tenorio String Company. Gabriel. Gabriel Tenorio. He makes the best strings in the biz. Yo. We, all, we also don't mean to brag, but the three of us all went to a party at his shop we last did. year. And we ate, we ate some his tacos. tacos. Oh, mm. man. Phil won a pedal he that he then sold. <laughs> yeah, Phil, why would yeah, you do that? True. Why would you just heartlessly sell a pedal like that? that you won? I, well, I one leg hopped into a uh, what do you call those? Into a porta potty that was about a foot and a half off the ground. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then we, then we moved. Then I moved your crutches. So when you came out, your crutches were gone. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be such a funny joke." And then it was not as funny as I hoped it would be. Because <laughs> you're like, "Dude, I literally can't walk," and I'm, kind of, I'm kind of buzzed too. So this isn't helping. <laughs> And there were all these people around going, why is that horrible person yeah. stealing a man's crutches? I'm pretty sure it was a wheelchair. It's like, why is this? Oh, yeah, yeah it was your wheelchair. It was a wheelchair, yeah. Who is this domestic terrorist who's stealing this man's wheelchair? Also, there's nothing weirder than, like, an empty wheelchair. I know, a... just, like, pushing around like, an empty wheelchair. Like, why is that chair empty? Yeah. Like, where's the person okay, who belongs down. in it? <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. The best part was Phil's acceptance speech when he won that pedal. It was pretty good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was a fun night. That's right. That was um uh who was it that was on the mic? It was Gabriel was standing it was right Pat there. Pat Chen, wasn't it? Oh it was Pat Chen, yes. yeah. It was Pat Chen, yeah. Yeah, and I so I asked both of them, <laughs> can I give a speech? And they were like, <laughs> Yeah. They're like, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> You lunatic. Of course you can give a speech. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> uh, oh, man. And luckily... Oh, crap. Why did I just blank on his name? Sean... Sean Pierce Johnson. Uh, oh, Pierce Johnson? Yeah, he, he's the one who had the video of it. He, oh, that's he right. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, yeah. So, guys, and then check out East, East Bay Wire Rope. Is that what they're called? West Coast wire rope. West Coast wire and rigging <laughs> and rigging. Yeah, for all your rigging needs and gigging. If you're gigging and rigging, thanks for East Coast wire rope. Hey, <laughs> West Coast wire rope. Check them out. East Coast wire rope. They're rivals. East yeah. Coast and West Coast wire rope. <laughs> They've got a feud going. Check out West Coast Customs too. I'm sure those guys are still around. Remember East that? Coast lobster rope. 
Remember West Coast the, Customs from a from a Pit Mark Ride? Guys? Oh, oh, that's who it was. Yes, yes, yes. Wasn't it? Or am I mixing it up with the? Is that the Jesse James one? No, Jesse James was West Coast He's Choppers. Not... Oh yes, oh. exactly. And then who's the family of motorcycle builders? The, the they were like County. They're in Orange County. They New were York. Orange County, New York. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. They were Orange. Paul Jr. and Paul Sr. Is that their names? What were yes, they called? Yes. Yes. Wasn't Paul... it Orange County something? Orange County Choppers. Yeah, Orange yeah. County Choppers. I can't remember what their last name was, though. That was like a sad Tuttle. thing. It was, it was like. Tuttle. Oh, yes, exactly. Tuttle. Tuttle. It, was spelled, it was spelled like T E U T L or something. Yes. T E U T U L. Yeah. They had like a feud between Paul Sr. and Paul Jr. And they still like they're still on the yeah, outs or whatever. Like, I think. I mean, split and made his own company. Yeah. So like the last couple years of the se- couple seasons, it was like following both companies. Basically, anytime well, you decide to make a reality TV show about your life, just expect it to ruin your life. Right. Yeah, yeah that's true. Like John and Kate. But John and Kate, the I Duggars. Part of part of their like, I remember watching that show on the first season and thinking. Wow, this is really strange. These big, muscly, tattooed guys are sitting in a room talking about their feelings. <laughs> Part of yeah. the, they fought a lot. Like, too, though. Yeah, they fought. Yeah, and that, I think I think that's the thing that got them the show was also the thing that ruined their relationship. Like they fought all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's like Which the is same. What makes good TV. It's like the same thing with you know, like when musicians, you know become drug addicts or whatever and it's like yeah that's you know the the inner turmoil is what made you make good music and it also led you down this other road you know exactly like you kind of can't have one without the other but yeah it was always like that struggle of the artistic you know the son was artistic and the dad just wanted to run a business or whatever yeah he he never felt like he was good enough here's the thing here's the difference between west coast choppers and orange county choppers okay what's the difference at least tv tv show wise so Jesse James would make like cool choppers that were like they looked like regular motorcycles, but you know, and then Orange County Choppers would make like these elaborate designs. They were like the cake boss of Exactly. Well, and they were also well, like cake, cake boss. They were like, what's that Charm City guy? Duff. Magic Cake Man. They were like cake boss in the sense that like there was always drama too. Like they always had to leave something to the last minute and they would, you know. Uh, yeah. Ace trying of to get something. Yeah, exactly. And it was like in insane stuff. Like I remember they made one like I don't know. They would just make all kinds of things where like the fork looked like baseball bats or something. Yeah, yeah. Where where the West Coast was just like they were just making good looking choppers or whatever. So now let's talk about John and Kate plus eight uh versus uh the Duggars. Who do let's we like do better? It. Or the roll offs. The roll offs. What's that? Who's the roll offs? Are the, those the little people? Little people, big world. <laughs> I, so sorry, that, I never watched that, that one. That <laughs> that altar call. <laughs> that oh, okay. was that you that posted that? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you, little guy in the back. I see you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a child. It's a child. I don't, I'm not, I don't mean I don't to really say. I think I'm offending a, a, a midget. <laughs> like what? <laughs> now you are. <laughs> Wait, that was an group. actual. I didn't see that. <laughs> I I think I, I posted it in our group. Um, yeah, oh man, I'll have to go find it. It's less than a minute long. It's a dude giving like this pastor giving an altar call, and he says, <laughs> I, "He goes, he goes, I see you in the back, little little guy," and then he goes, "I don't mean, I don't mean little guy like midget. I mean, <laughs> like he's little like a child." And then he pauses for a second, and then he says, "I didn't, I, I would never offend a midget." And it's like you just did. Yeah, and then, and then there's this this awesome this like pause, and then you hear him sigh. He's like, oh. <laughs> "What have I done?" And then he's just panning the audience, looking for somebody who's recording. You know, right? Four midgets, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, like, it's like a big church. So I think it was like simulcast or whatever. How people do that now? Oh yeah, of course. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, so John and Kate plus eight. I used to like that show. And they even talked in the early days about how like, yeah, we're not going to let this ruin our lives. Cause you know, that happens sometimes. And 
you know, we're going <laughs> to stay grounded and stuff. Yeah. Right. And then that did not happen. My favorite part about little people, big world is how all of them, literally every person in the family says flustrated instead of frustrated. Oh, really? Yeah. Like flustered, oh. like it's a mix. And so my wife and I both say that now, uh, like jokingly to each other. I'm just really frustrated right now. I dated this girl in high school who said frustrated and it what? drove me crazy. Frustrated? Yeah. And then you married her. No. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Is that why you broke up with her? That's one of the reasons. Frustrated? Frustrated. That's like saying a library. Yeah, it's it's almost exactly like that. Yeah, because library are not saying an R that's there. <laughs> it's very library. It's very similar to that scenario. Pumpkin. Oh, no. Pumpkin. That is the worst. Pillow. I've never understood that one. Milk. No, that's like pillow. that's pretty common around here. Pillow and milk. I don't get pillow because that's not how it's like. You're not leaving off a sound. You're just changing a sound. Changing it. Yeah. People, do, people mispronounce words all the time. Mispronounce. Yeah. What about sandwich? Pronunciation. That one bugs me. <laughs> sandwich. I don't know anyone who says that. That's not like joking. Yeah. <laughs> I would uh, say the same about frustrated. That doesn't, that doesn't but doesn't happen. One of one of my friends' uh, moms, she goes, "Hey guys, do you want some sandwiches?" And I was like, "What? Does she know that she's saying it?" No, wrong? that's like a mom thing, like saying the garbage or whatever. I don't, I don't know if that's what it was. I mean, I bet it like, was. I she hope, was just like trying to be cute or whatever. I, I hope for her sake that she was intentionally doing it. Yeah, I'm sure. Attempting to sound cute, but I kind of suspect she. Was not. Boys, I'm going but, to Target. You need any sandwich <laughs> supplies? <laughs> You're not responding. I'm really frustrated. <laughs> need another pillow. Give me another pillow. <laughs> I'm scanning. I'm scanning through this uh, through this thread of people recommending topics, and as is typical, we don't actually get many uh, real... actual topics. It's just a bunch of. Yes, but one of them, so David Long uh, talked about using tracks during live performances. Uh-huh. Yes. What do you guys think about that? Like, I, I think there's probably two categories. There's one category of, like, using tracks to, you know, like, secretly to just right. cover over a bad performance or if you're, like, on TV or something like that. And then there's, like, using tracks as, like, a part of your performance. And I think that's... Right, Probably there's. I think that's what he means. Well, no, I mean, it, there is a distinction. There's the having the guy in your band that is out on stage with a laptop sitting prominently up. Yeah, and yeah. You're seeing them pressing buttons, and right? Like sampling stuff, you know. Exactly, and that's different from somebody behind the stage pressing buttons. Yes, yeah. somebody who just starts a CD playing and then you sing along with it or whatever. <laughs> but is that well, is even that if it's worse than like so like big bands that that are known so like green day for example they're like known as a three-piece right but they have like the second guitarist who, like, <laughs> it's so stands, weird who stands, and they like, don't even kind of, they don't even put stage, lights like, on in the dark it's yeah like, it's like in the dark that's the weirdest thing because it's like just like, put just him backstage him in the band just let him be either, in the band either let him be in the band or put him backstage like don't like we can see him over there and then they won't like they'll cut like the TV will be edited so that you rarely see him but then you'll see him once yeah. in a while and you're like wait a second who's that random like, guy over there playing guitar it's so yeah. weird yeah so yeah when, just let him be yeah just let him be a part of the band let him be like chris Carota, the fifth member he's in the band let him play let him be in the band yeah years ago when i was um living what in la sweet gig, though. A, a friend of mine got tickets to uh the k-rock acoustic christmas and um i so i got to see a bunch of you know bands some of them i liked some of them i didn't like disturbed was one of the bands playing yeah one of the ones and they were. had they had a guy like from where we were sitting he wasn't like hidden he was just on the side of the stage just making, not lit just making ah, ah, noises the whole no, show no he was playing guitar <laughs> oh okay and and he was playing like watching his his hand move he's uh -huh. strumming the exact same stuff as the main frontman guitar player weird like he and wasn't I was like, plugged in. Why? Like, I mean, he was, they like were, you said, he was like, finger syncing. 
I, I think, <laughs> no, I think it was like, they like they wanted more sound. Just to fatten sound? it. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, just to fatten it up. But like, why not just just run stereo? There's ways to like do that. Yeah, exactly. Or, or I don't buy know, a, like buy a mimic pedal. Or maybe maybe it was like the guy on stage was not actually playing. I don't know. It seems so weird. That is funny. It's it's weird because they don't just go all the way. Like it wouldn't be that weird, especially because it's televised. Like it wouldn't be that weird for them to just have a track, like a guitar track, playing along with him. Yeah. Like the I mean, weirdness, the weirdness comes in when they like do it halfway, and it's like, don't if because because ostensibly they are that guy is over there to cover up for you know bad guitar playing by the main guy, but it's like probably you're, yes, if you're gonna do that, but then, then like why why not hide it completely? Because <laughs> that well, happens. I, I Any musical reason, performance that's televised is going to be taped, you know, like it's going to have I, a tape running behind it. I think the reason he's not playing, he's not playing backstage, is because he was facing the he's guitar. The, yes, he's <laughs> he's looking at the guy that he is. <laughs> Maybe it was like someone in the audience, and they're like, "Who's this guy that brought his guitar to this concert?" <laughs> he's just strumming along on his acoustic. Maybe he's see, like, the, maybe he's like interning to replace. Yeah. Him. So, so you guys mentioned um, like somebody joining the band. When I saw Nirvana, yeah, that's right. I saw Nirvana. Nirvana. Um, you saw Nirvana. Nirvana. All of them. Oh, Nirvana. You saw Nirvana. Saw my great aunt Nirvana. Yeah. No. Nirvana. Um, <laughs> you saw Nirvana Duke. <laughs> she she writes great songs. Yeah, she's she really pushes the limits. Yeah, conventional so, songwriting. So it was. Um, oh, you like that Naverna, do you? You like Naverna? Eh? A few months before he killed, uh, Kurt Cobain killed himself, allegedly. And, <laughs> and um, so Supposedly. my understanding is that he, when they wrote the, <laughs> when they wrote the album, <laughs> I hate you. All the. <laughs> All the heart shaped box songs that Kurt was like, Wait, yeah, all the heart shaped box songs? Yeah. I mean, in Udro songs. Um, <laughs> that that he you was know, like, Heart shaped box, heart shaped box too. He was playing different guitar parts. <laughs> and, and so he's like, Okay, well, we need another guitar player to do this album live. And so instead of like the guy was, what's that guy's name? He's like, Tom DeLong. No, which guy? I think he he was in Foo Fighters too, oh, not Taylor? Dave Grohl, the drummer. No, oh, uh, the guy Chris who was also, Chris. yeah, who was also in Strung Out. Is that who you're talking about? I don't remember. I I, I don't remember. I know he oh, was. was I know he was playing with bands before Pat Nirvana. Smear? Pat Smear? I don't want to look it up, but yeah, whoever he is, Pat like Smear. they just they're like, okay, we need a we Pat need Smear. somebody in the, a fourth person. It's Pat okay, I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. Is that so his stage name or is, is his given man. name Pat Smear? It's his name is George Albert Ruthenberg. Okay. <laughs> so no is the answer. That is a stage it name. It is a stage name. He was also <laughs> in um a band called the Germs. You remember those guys? The Germs? They were like an old yes. band. Vaguely. Okay, Phil, finish your story. Pat. That's it. I just think it's interesting that he wrote that the band wrote songs differently and they're like, okay, I guess we got to hire somebody else to be in the band now instead of that's like no, normal though. That seems like the normal yeah, it's thing. It's not like there's do. any shame in that, you know. No, I know, and I'm I'm saying that's like the like I would say that's the the right way to do it. Yeah, like why you know as opposed do that? to the other the way that we were just talking about. Like it's like yeah, Green Day, like you like, have two guitar parts, get two guitarists. Yes, yeah. right. Like you're not nobody listens to the album and thinks like, "Oh man, Billy Joe, he's that's amazing." I love how he does that rhythm and solo at the same time. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's great technique. Although when I was a kid, I would wonder about that. I'm like, "How does he do that?" There's only one guitarist. Yeah, there's still songs that but I like, go I back to and realize like, "Oh, that's two guitars." Yeah. Cuz yeah. it's not always it's not always obvious like a rhythm and solo type thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and so there was controversy about, and maybe I'm not remembering it correctly, but what wasn't uh, the White Stripes like? Did they do everything that you hear on the album live with just the two of them? 
like bass pedals and could but just the two of them they may have I, i'm not super familiar with their albums so i don't really know like specifics remember when like, lip syncing used to be like this horrible controversy and then yeah. people started to realize like oh that's just how you do it when remember actually simpson on snl yes is that who it was i was thinking it was miley cyrus but yes it was the, they no, played the wrong track actually simpson was the one yes doing a little jig yeah and then it was like, whoa, she was going to lip sync. It's like, yeah, because it's on national TV, you lunatic. You think they're going to leave it up to some, you know, to just chance. See how it sounds. And then Every- and then remember when that person who who did they post? They posted the raw audio from someone's performance. Oh, Mariah Carey, I think. And it like totally backfired on him. Like, why are you trying to shame her like this? You know, yeah. <laughs> like she's <laughs> like, can you perform at your absolute best all the time? You know? Especially like people who are like dancing and stuff too. It's like, oh yeah, you think they're actually yeah. singing I'd, and dancing for? An I watch hour that and, and think like I'd be breathing hard after two seconds of doing that. Yeah. Like I don't know how <laughs> right. they sing. I get I get out of breath just from singing alone. Like you know, speaking of which, check out all the live streams from our epic set where we had like four people there the other night. <laughs> my band really like, it was only there was like nobody was there. My, both my parents came, my brother came, uh, a couple of the guys' wives came in the band, and then there were like three other people. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how my show the other night was. Yeah, it was pretty rough. So it's just, it's just me and my, my friend Kyle, and uh, the only people in the coffee shop were Kyle's mom, Kyle's uncle, yeah. uh, the guy that opened for us, <laughs> and a girl that was in my credential program that happened to be walking by and saw in the window, hey, there's Phil, he's playing guitar. And she walked in and sat down and that was it. <laughs> Nobody else other than the baristas. That's like, drinks. we'll play sometimes with like another band. It's like this double-edged sword because I remember this gig we had last year where it was this band that was pretty crappy and they were just doing covers the whole time and they were like, had their music stands set up with you know their chord sheets on it and stuff um <laughs> and they weren't very good but they were in college and so you know it was in the audience phil girls college, college girls <laughs> but honestly like not only like they were there to see them but like because they are these single college guys there was a bunch of guys and girls who came to watch them and then they also watched us and were like cheering and having fun and stuff like that and it's like yeah part of me wants to say like man why do we get stuck playing with this crappy band but it's like they bring a lot more people than we do (laughs) yeah they have a they have an active social circle that is like exactly that isn't that isn't at home with the kids you know (laughs) yeah right uh do you know how much a babysitter costs for two hours? Come yeah, on, exactly. not worth it. <laughs> it's like, no normally my parents would babysit, but they're here at the gig, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's either okay, my wife so we're, or my parents. So we're against using tracks in the live setting. Is that what we land no, on? No, we're against no. pretending that you're not <laughs> using tracks. Yes. I don't, against... think, I don't even think I'm against that. <laughs> I don't even care. Either. I just <laughs> think it's funny. Yeah, I, I'm going to take what a stand else? and say I'm against tr- using tracks if you're behind the stage, and I'm totally fine with using tracks. I think if you're, I think if you're like a touring band and it's just one of your tour nights, then I'm probably against it. But like when it's being televised, mm. it's it's obviously going to happen, you know. So I can't remember the dude's name, but one of the guys in Lincoln Park, I remember in seeing an interview. And they're like, so Mike Shinoda. Yes. Yes. And they're like, so what do you do in the band? Like, I think that's the guy. Uh Um, So when they, they first, you know, got their first album, they got big. So what do you do in the band? He goes, well, actually I kind of, the majority of what I do is I just kind of do this with my finger. And he acted like he was pressing a button. And then he goes, (laughs) and then I just like try to look really cool and angry when I do it. (laughs) That's like, well, and I bang my head around. And I was credit. Like, yeah, I go. I know. I was like, you know, I'm I'm so glad that he didn't like try to yeah. make it sound like way bigger than it actually is. He I mean, <laughs> I'm sure he does a lot of like programming stuff. Yeah, like he created he created the music initially, you know. 
Right. But so then on stage, he's literally just going like this with a finger. And then every once in a while, he changes his finger. You know, he presses a different button. But yeah, that's, and then he just looks angry and bangs his head around. Remember when, that's pretty awesome. Remember when Mike Shinoda made a rap album? Uh, yeah. You mean, you mean with Lincoln Park? No, he made a Lincoln new Lincoln Park's like my favorite rap band. Fort, Fort Minor. <laughs> Fort Minor. And they made like, it was just more like straightforward hip hop style. Huh. Not like was it any good? I don't remember listening to it, but I remember it happening. Do you remember the mashup uh, concert he, they did with Jay-Z? I do. I remember that happening too. I don't remember. I remember. I still listen to that, uh, to that CD. Yes. I, like, like, I think the, it's, the I, mashup like, of wow, Numb, really mashup of Numb and Encore is freaking awesome. Yes. I, ev- almost every single song I remember going, this is really, really cool. And the awesome thing is, I, re- I remember hearing that the way that they put it together was they, they both decided, you know, they talked to each other. They're like, we should do this. How should we do it live? Okay, let's both do a survey of our fan, you know, you know, of our fan list and like just throw out a bunch of bands. What other music do you like? And anyone who says in the, the anyone on the Lincoln Park fan email list that says they like Jay-Z, they get an invite. And anybody on the Jay-Z <laughs> fan list that says they like Lincoln Park, they get an invite. That's Those pretty, were the only, that's, that's how brilliant. they got the list of people to invite to the show. To invite to that's cool. That used to be a thing that MTV did, right? Like, it was like along the same lines as their Unplugged series or whatever. Oh, like Like a do mashup concerts? Yeah. There was no. There was well. There was a thing on on VH1 called Crossroads. That was like that. It was like two. See you at the crossroads and lonely. lonely. So it was mostly kind of, kind of country, and it would be like two artists. And I'm gonna say somebody, and I'm gonna oh, no, say somebody. Yeah, so I'm thinking of CMT Crossroads, but it's like two artists, and one's like country, and one is something else, and they like get together and that's kind of cool. Sing each other songs. Yeah, because hmm. I'm not a huge fan of country, but like a lot of good country musicians are amazing musicians, you know. Yeah. Okay, I th- there was another. Here's a picture of a country guy singing with boys to men. No, sorry, Backstreet Boys. <sighs> How could you confuse those two? Because <laughs> I was just thinking of the word boys. <laughs> You're always thinking of the word boys, Aaron. Um, Freaking weirdo. They have the worst beards. <laughs> yeah. No, those are like the early 2000s beards. <laughs> the thin. Like early 2000 beards, but. They're, vi- they're video game beards because like they can't add yes. they can't add to like they can't change the texture of the face they just change the you know <laughs> the, the coloring image on the face. yeah Here, <laughs> click, on, click on this link that I sent you and just look at their beards <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the part of the show where we browse the internet can, can that be oh they are all yeah they're all pretty bad can that um, please be here's the a good question title? From, just look at their beards <laughs> here's a good question from Justin Porter that's not music related <laughs> What's your favorite Guy Ritchie film? Mm. Are you familiar? I mean, yeah. Not really. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say uh, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, I don't know. That's the first one that comes to mind that I remember going, I love this. And I know it's not the obvious answer. Ooh, snitch. Ooh, yeah. smoke a gun to mid the barrels. <laughs> I would say snatch. I really like. I like your. I like your impression of Guy Ritchie fans. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm not gonna say Ooh. the cool kid answer. <laughs> I forgot he did that. Um, I thought King Arthur was kind of cool too. I haven't seen it. Is it? Not, is it worth seeing? Good. Or have I not seen King Arthur? I've not. Are seen you talking it. about Black Knight? I'm wrong. No, you have King not Arthur seen it with Charlie Hunnam. Nobody remember, saw it. Do you remember that show, the Martin Lawrence movie? Where he goes back in time. Yeah. Yes. Do you remember what it was King called? Arthur, the King Arthur movie with um, what's that dude's kid. name? Clive Owen and Kira Knightley. That one sort of very good. Ooh, vaguely. I liked Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, but I haven't seen it in forever, like since high school when it was. I saw Snatch when I was in like my formative years, and I saw the other ones later. Uh huh. So I think that's probably why that's my favorite. But 
And when you saw Snatch, you were like, whoa, this is, this is so cool. I must, be, I must be a cool person if I know this movie exists. <laughs> yeah. This was like when internet was in its infancy, like the late right. 90s, early 2000s. So yeah, you didn't just know everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I remember when my friend showed me Fight Club, I was like, what? What is this? Like I didn't even know they made movies like that. Yeah, right. And that was like a pretty big budget movie. <laughs> Those are not like underground, like you know. Yeah, but not, like, it, made it, it was definitely basement. like it, it was but definitely really sub- studio, subversive so. though. And I and yeah, um, yeah. I know there were there were lots of aspects of it that the studio kept going, you know what, maybe we should scratch this whole thing. I don't think this is like I don't think this is a good idea. There were like so many elements of it that the studio was like really uncomfortable with. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's, I think Brad Pitt's star power was, and like his like pushing that, that they should do it was kind of what made it actually happen. Yeah, that was like peak. Well, I guess Brad Pitt's still kind of peak, but that peak was like Pitt. Peak, peak young Pitt. Peak Pitt. That's episode title, Peak Pit. It was like Brad Pitt was like young and hot, and now he's like old and hot. Right. <laughs> but not old. He's like middle-aged. And right. Hot. And he'll have another spree surge probably when he's like in his 60s, like Sean Connery did, remember? Like when he or did, Paul Newman. Um, what was that movie, Sean Connery, of The Rock with um, Catherine Zeta-Jones? Catherine Zeta-Jones was not in The Rock. That was Entrapment. Entrapment, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I've never seen either of those movies. So. What? Okay, one of them is absolutely worth seeing. The other one is not. So I should watch Entrapment? No, no. <laughs> Actually, there's one scene that you should Google. I've seen the laser scene. Okay, that's it. You don't need to see anything else. There's nothing else to see. That's all I've seen. <laughs> there's nothing I think else. My, I think my friend's uncle showed us that scene. <laughs> I, think, I think that a bunch of studio so executives awkward. were like, hey, I've got this really cool idea for a good looking girl to be in yoga pants crawling through lasers. Can we make a movie around that? And somebody's like, done, I got it. Yeah. And then they did. Um, my friends and it. I, my friends and I saw Julie when it first came out. And the, we were literally the only ones in the theater, like opening night. Is that the one that <laughs> everyone so hates? Bad. Yeah, that's the one with um, Ben Benifer. Yeah. But there's like, there's a similar scene with, with her that was like kind of popular. Famous. It was like famous, whatever. Stupid. Are there lasers? No, but she's like literally doing yoga. Without lasers? What's the Without point? Without lasers, I know. I mean, I don't <laughs> see the point either way. Let's see. Either way. <laughs> you don't see the point of yoga or yoga pants? Yes. Lasers. Well, I disagree on one of those. Um... <laughs> 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 We talked about the DRRIs. So, yeah. I've got something to talk about. Um, oh, I do want to talk about gain stage order. I was just looking at that. Okay, so I, I'm teaching at a charter school, and they do things kind of differently. But you got to say it like they do things a little different. Well, I, I don't <laughs> want to emphasize it that much. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say it that strongly, but. No, it's just a little as, different. As a result, it's not strong at all. <laughs> as a result, <laughs> they have once a week. They have these kind of elective classes that are taught by just kind of anyone in the community, evidently, or teachers yeah. who happen to have. Don't let any idiot and, off the street. Yes, come in and teach. And, and it's stuff like all over the board. It's just they just ask adults that they trust hey what are you into would you like to do a an eight-week class on that with some of our students and so like knitting yoga i think they actually have a firearms one and like all over the place all kinds of different things so i said well i don't i'm not def i'm definitely not good enough to actually do guitar lessons but i would love to do like guitar appreciation and they were like, that's awesome. Go for it. So I had my first class uh, yesterday. Oh, really? And yeah. Oh, and I didn't know you were already doing it. 
That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So I told them in the in the info, I said, you have to bring your own guitar. And 16 kids showed up and one kid brought a guitar. <laughs> so one. <laughs> so so I spent so I spent one hour talking to them about guitar, which is absolutely what I did not want to do, because yeah. that's the most boring thing in the world. I, I, just, yeah, like, I keep telling why, myself... Who would want to hear someone talk about guitar for an hour? Like, what kind of <laughs> Especially once a week? It's the most boring thing once in the world. A week. <laughs> no one wants to listen to someone talk about guitars for an hour once a week. Once a week. <laughs> so, so the school is K through, <laughs> K through 12. I got a lot of junior hires. Nice. And they... Just <laughs> stared at me. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? <laughs> Timestamp. <laughs> Timestamp. Yeah, we gotta cut that. <laughs> what nice? <laughs> I didn't say it like anything. You guys made it weird. Nice. <laughs> they stared yeah, at me. Like the whole time, they stared at me. The younger ones stared at me like I was an alien. And I, I'm asking them questions like, okay, so. And I finally, I was like, okay, no, no, no. We're going to go around the room. Tell me a song that you know, or a, a genre of music that you want to start playing. Because mm -hmm. there's a couple of them that have been playing, and it's actually a whole lot of them that have never played before, which is kind of cool. They just like, oh, yeah, I'd like to learn guitar. So, like, literally three or four of them said classical music. And I'm thinking in my head, what the hell are you doing what? here, man? <laughs> they want nerds? to learn, yeah, they want to learn classical music on the guitar. guitar. Yeah, that's a thing. No, not classical guitar. And I, because she goes, she goes classical. And I go, oh no, she goes, like she it, said uh -huh. like this. She, she paused and she goes, um, like classic. And then, and then, and it's silent. And I go, um, <laughs> like, oh, like Led Zeppelin? Yeah, well, this is what I did. I said, I go, uh, so when you say classic in a guitar setting, that could mean a number of different things. Are you, are you talking Beethoven or the Beatles? And then she blinked and she goes, Beethoven. Like I was the idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, so you mean classical. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm working with. So uh, I'm, I told but them that is a goal, thing. Like a lot of people, like, playing classical, you know, like that's what you'd have in the background at your wedding reception or something like that. Like yes, some guys playing just, on classical guitars, but also playing classical music. Yes. Yeah, like you literally just, gave would, her a, an either or option. It's not like she chose Beethoven at random. Well, right. But she said classic and yeah, which classic she's is neither of high. those things. <laughs> I know, but you said music. not classical guitar. <clears throat> Like, what does that mean? What do you mean, not classical guitar? No, he's just saying not, like, I not specifically not. a nylon string guitar. Like, that right. isn't what they well, meant. Yeah, so, so, so I told them, my goal for this is that you love guitar more when this is over than when we started, and that you're more, you have more uh, ability to play on your own than when you started. That's my goal. I'm not, like, I, I have no other large <laughs> aspirations for this. You have no ulterior like I motives. I can't, I can't make you awesome at guitar. I, I said, I'm, <laughs> we're not going to do scales. I'm not, we're not going to do twinkle, twinkle, little star. We're not going to like all the stuff that when I was uh, 14 years old and people told me, this is how you get good at guitar. And it was like boring. We're not going to do any of that. We're going to start with, let's try and learn a song and play a song. And I said, lots of people call that cheating, and I don't care. That's what we're doing. We're cheating at guitar. I want you to I be. Think that's what most people do, though. Now it's different, but like, I feel like once the internet came along and there was a thing called tabs, like that changed everything, you know. But before that, like guitar lessons were the same as piano lessons. Like you couldn't find anybody that was like awesome. I mean, at least I didn't. I never did. You know, it was like. They wanted, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think they existed, but they weren't the people that your parents were finding when they went to find guitar teachers for you. you that's know? probably true. That's probably true. 
all of my friends like taught themselves how to play by learning songs like that's how i learned and i've never yeah taken and i probably should i feel like now but I autodidact <laughs> yeah i almost feel like learning on your own and then taking lessons is it's probably not good if you want to be like traditional but i feel like it's right. good because you figure out your style and then you can like add the skill on top of it i i started taking lessons when i started playing guitar and took lessons for almost a year and it was good because it helped me not make bad habits and things like that but it wasn't like the driving force behind me playing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i would go to my lessons I, and i would have learned a bunch of songs that had nothing to do with my lessons or whatever but it mm-hmm. was I think it was useful, but I don't think it was necessary. But like, that's the reason I'm so amazing at guitar today is because I started with lessons (laughs) and then I didn't play for 10 years. (laughs) Oh, so here's, here's, so I'm, I'm like going around, I'm asking him like, okay, so who plays, who doesn't play? And then it's right at the end. And I realize I'm talking to this, this one kid who's a sophomore. He's, he's actually in one of my English classes. And, um, and what makes it even better is that he's kind of a punky guy, but like, like I love punky kids. I don't know why. I just think I it I don't know. It kind of reminds me of myself when I was a kid. So <laughs> especially nowadays in 2017 it's like, "Oh, that's cute." <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like I'm listening to him talk and I'm like, "Wait. He really plays." Like I could tell that he actually like he's not like just starting. He it sounds like he really plays. So I go, "So wait, what kind of music do you play then?" And he goes, "Uh, like you know, like, uh, well, like flamenco stuff and like <laughs> blues. And I was like, and instantly Whoa. in my mind, I thought this kid is better than me. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> there's no way a sophomore in high school says flamenco. Yeah. And if he's not better than me at guitar. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so the, the bell is about to ring and I go, I, I go, Hey, could somebody give him a guitar? And so the other guy, he's, I, I go, yeah, yeah. You pick up your guitar. And I Somebody playing, meaning the one person who brought a guitar. The one other person. Yeah, <laughs> hand him that guitar. And I start playing, I start playing Living on a Prayer. And he looks at my hands and he starts soloing like just right away. Right. And I'm go and I'm playing live. And I was like, okay. Instantly I was like, at first, <laughs> the first 45 minutes of this, I thought this might, this whole thing might be a crash and burn. And then when I played with that kid, I was like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> and now I'm now I'm gonna have to fight the urge to just want to jam with that one. Want to jam with this kid? Everyone else is just sitting there watching you. <laughs> yeah. Well, they all stare stare at us with their mouths open. And you're like trying to learn from him. Can you show me that chord again? Yeah, yeah. Show me that thing you did again. <laughs> but it's funny. Awesome. There's a lot of stuff he doesn't know. Like I was like, so what gauge strings do you play? And he's like, gauge. And I was like, wow. But he's really good. Like he just because he's a guitarist and not a gear head. Yeah. Like that's a well. I, I think I think that's kind of a thing like if you're if you play because your dad plays, there's a number of things that you don't have to care about until you like get older. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. But even it's then there's like, still stuff there's stuff that people never like you'll watch I'll watch rig rundowns and uh sometimes it's funny because the last questions that the guy has no idea, they'd be like, Oh yeah, what scale length is that? And he's like, I don't know. I just like the way it yeah, feels. That's true. Know? That's and true. He's like yeah. this amazing guitarist. I mean, I string gauge though. Too. String gauge. I, I, I I'm always surprised at how everyone on Rig Rundowns knows exactly what string gauge. They'll rattle through like the gauge of all six of their strings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I think I kind of attribute it to like, well, yes, of course I like clean clothes, but I didn't start washing my clothes till <laughs> I don't, if yeah. you ask me, how do I use the washing machine? Like he probably I doesn't have to buy his own strings. Right. 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 I'm, and I'm if he get, plays flamenco, like I wonder what nylon gauge, what nylon strings, like what gauge they even are. Yeah. I wonder if he plays a nylon string anyways. Gabriel so would guys, be able to tell us. Speaking you know, of I, gauge. No. Speaking of gauge, let's talk about gain stage ing. <laughs> All right. Can you timestamp that and cut it out? In stay. <laughs> stay in the middle. So you how stay. do you guys do you guys have a specific a way you stay and gauge becomes gain stage? 
<laughs> and then there's a U in there. Do you guys order your game pedals a specific way? Like high to low or low to high? Oh, man. Um, here's Bill, the, thing. the killer's right behind you. <laughs> so here's the thing. And I was talking to someone about this on a other day, too. Or I mentioned it. Someone was asking the same question. Because people always, this is like a common question in Jatibo. Like, someone's always asking about, yeah, how do you yeah. win your gain stages? It's like, well, all of your gains are just like super light, transparent gains anyway. So who cares? Yeah. So generally, I don't stack drives. Is my thing. Um, I because I like a lot of drive pedals. Your loss flavors. So what I usually do is like, I have different pedals set up to do different things, and I almost always just run one at a time. Except for fuzz, I like to like put a overdrive before a big muff. Yeah. See, I'll do oh, the I'm opposite. The wrong person to ask. I'll do the opposite. I'll put light. I like to have cleaner drives after, especially with something like a big muff or like some high gain distortion or whatever. Because if you put a drive before that, it doesn't have like it's already so saturated and compressed that it doesn't change it significantly. No, it usually just adds more like feedback. Yeah, exactly. Which is yeah, which, which is usually why I do it. Yeah. So that's that kind of in my mind is what it comes down to. If you want to make if you want to make it louder, you want to have your cleaner gains after your dirtier, you know, drives. Yeah. And I think as a general rule it's like whichever whichever EQ you want to hear the most, you would put last. Because everything before is yeah. yes. like colored by that. Yeah, I think I agree with that. But also, like, but I, it, so for me, it like really just depends on the individual pedals because I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't do like light, medium, and then distortion like some people do. No. Um, so I'll... for me, it's like some, some pedals will like push other pedals in cool ways and some don't. So, you almost have to like just try individual combinations together. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I think I think there's I mean, there's like what lots of people tend to do, but I I think that there's such a there's so many different varieties that it makes it actually makes more sense to just take take everything apart, try them all in different orders and see what you like best. That's like, like the. I know that's like the. I know that jerk. seems kind of common common sense, but I know. But that's I always like the jump first over thing that. that comes to mind. It's like, especially when people, because sometimes people post stuff like that and then they get frustrated that they're not getting like a consistent answer or whatever. And it's like, in mm -hmm. the time that you yeah. took to do this, you could have just gone and plugged them in in the different orders and tried it out. You know. Mm -hmm. Do you guys remember that um, right. that thing that came out the the patchulator from Board Brain? I just looked it up, but. <laughs> No, yes, because I remember I it. I do remember the words you're saying right now. So it's called the Patulator 8000 from it's a weird like electronics. It's like a it's like octagon an octagon shape. shape. But yeah. what it is, it's oh, like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like just a, a cable routing. So you plug your pedals into it and then you can like switch the order of them. Yeah, it looks like those really old cool. school telephone. Uh, yeah, it's like an boards. old like um, operating system, like Patch panel. Mm -hmm. But so you plug in your quarter inches and then you just you can just use like um like a little 3.5 mil yeah connector to like reorder things and that, right. that seems like that would be really fun to do like if you wanted to try things out on that's like one of the main down that's one of the main drawbacks of the ms3 versus like the es5 or es8 or one of the other switching systems is the, the es8 it's super easy to just switch your pedal order of the patches mm -hmm. and that's like a very useful, you know, tool, even if it's just for like, even if you don't like, even if you aren't swapping patch order in a live setting or something like that, just for trying it out, it's, it's pretty cool and useful. Yeah. So you can hear things in different orders. Yeah. But yeah, in general, like what it comes down to is if, if you want your sound, if you're stacking two pedals, one's clean and one's dirty. If you want it to be louder, put the clean one last. If you want it to be more saturated, put the clean one first. Yeah, it's the same as 
it's like i think about it like the way that you would think about an amp like if you want more dirt then you would like hit the front end and if you want just to be louder then you just turn it up so it's like yeah it's like what, a gain not gain knob versus a volume knob. yeah you think of like the cleaner think of the you cleaner pedal as like your volume so do you want it to push the dirt or do you want it to just raise the volume of the dirt yeah yeah pump up the volume pump up the volume pump up the volume pump so up that's volume. why i think the general like if you if you want to do like a light gain medium gain heavy then you would just go in order from lowest gain to highest gain i would go opposite though that's the thing that's what i'm saying but like that's like this that would be the standard so like in so the standard like when people talk about gear yeah because then stacking, because then like, if you stack like a low gain into a medium gain you get a higher gain sound. exactly yeah like exactly. you're not it's not just for like a solo or whatever yeah they don't do distortion it's like an overdrive into another overdrive like light yeah over. yeah so if that's what you want to do then do that but if you want to just have fun then do whatever you want yeah because like like you said the very first thing you said is you like to put a a lighter drive before a big muff which conventional wisdom would say like that's yeah. crazy like a lot of times you don't even want anything before a big muff because big muffs are so weird and temperamental but it's like yeah that's why i want to do it because it's crazy yeah, it you know it way more like it cuts up the smoothness and like makes it kind of glitchy and yeah yeah really which is like the same <laughs> which goes back to the same reason that i like the 65 deluxe reverb when a lot of people probably would prefer the 68 for mm -hmm. for pedals mm -hmm. you know i'm looking so. at mine right now i currently have 50 50 into pelotar into 385 so i'm not looking at mine but mine goes tone mob fuzz into the bone crusher which i have set pretty clean B -b 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 bone crusher and the only reason i do i put the tone mob first because it doesn't like having buffers in front of it so i have those two before my tuner um and then i have the godly red which is like a distortion fuzz and then i have the party animal how often do you accidentally leave one of those pedals on before your tuner um because i used to do that a sometimes lot. <laughs> i don't i don't I, use the fuzz a whole lot live but i, I had a, the overdrive sometimes i had a metro board and and so like just because of how it you know i had to configure everything all weird yeah, just that's to make how it fit. and uh yeah i remember like I'd, I'd start tuning and it was before i'd even turned on my amp or anything and i'm like man why why is this so all over the place and then i realized it's because i have like the party animal on before it <laughs> and i would feel like an idiot yeah so not very often <laughs> i'm not an idiot like you i mean i've only okay. i've only had it set up away for like a week and a half so i oh, guess okay. it, it probably it's bound to happen eventually yeah um is there anything else i want to talk about last minute or last second uh join um, the street crew buy a t-shirt t-shirts buy some stickers buy some sinusoid buy some leave a review gabrielle tenorio leave oh yeah go on itunes i don't think we've ever said that before every I, time phil says that you say you don't think we've ever said it <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you've ever said that before i don't think i have that's true um, so anyways thanks for uh let us talk about sports we talked about sports we talked uh, here's about one last writing. thing i want to say everyone go listen to jagged little pill because it's a great album that's alanis true Morissette, alanis 1995. morissette 1995 yeah it's such a good album she's yesterday she's it's one not, artist it's not 85 95 like when you were a kid when you were a kid in junior yeah, high it was not it was not cool at all to like alanis morissette but in hindsight i actually like a lot of her stuff no she's really good Anyway, thanks for friendship. Agree. <laughs> thanks for friendship. Thanks, thanks, Sinusoid. Thanks, Gabriel Tenorio. Thank you, West Coast Pedal Boards. Wait, what? West Coast Orange Western. County Choppers. Orange County Choppers. Thank you, Paul Jr. and Paul Sr. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, what's their brother's name? Mikey. Chumley. He was the dumb Chumley. one. <laughs>
No, he wasn't. <laughs> he was like the sensitive one. Yeah, he was. He was like, yeah, yeah. He was like going, I wish you guys would stop. He wasn't good at motorcycles, is the thing. Yeah, like, he wasn't a yeah. motorcycle guy, but he was like, he was like a painter and like, yeah, he was like an art, really he was artistic in other ways. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you, so Kate thanks, and John. Thanks for Chumley. Thank you, John. Thanks for friendship. For introducing me to um, those tattoo shirts. <laughs> what was that called? Thanks for laser beams and yoga pants. Oh, the kind of shirt you said tap out? No, what? It wasn't tap, tap out. out. It was like, oh, I'll crap. What it. are they? It was some like French dude who like picked up some like old tattoo flash stuff and made t shirts out of oh, it. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I really got to go. Von Dutch. Thanks, Von Dutch, for your sick trucker hats. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah. sufficiently stressed out now so guys <laughs> now that we're I, I gotta go put some spandex on Nate. me too <laughs> i want that to be on there <laughs>